Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, May 31st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. Rate me five stars. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I hope you all had just a lovely Memorial Day weekend, spending time with uh, your friends and family, whether it was grilling out, you know, just enjoying the weather, uh, boating, etc. That's, you know, that's what this time of year is all about. It's the start of summer, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it actually looks like we got some pretty nice weather coming up in the next couple of weeks as well, getting back up into the 80s, definitely heading in the right direction. And before I get into any Blackhawks or hockey news today, I wanted to be sure to say a quick thank you to everyone who has served our country and fought to give us the freedoms and liberties that we have in our lives. All the people um, that have sacrificed so much in our military services, uh, the, the ones that we have unfortunately lost, the ones who made the ultimate sacrifice, we'll never forget you, and thank you, thank you, thank you for everything, because none of this will be possible without those people who are willing to fight for our country and make those sacrifices. So one more time, thank you to everyone in our military services that do what they do on a daily basis and will never forget the ones who lost their lives fighting for the United States of America. All right, getting into a little bit of recent hockey news, the Stanley Cup playoffs, baby, they just, they keep on doing that thing where each and every night that I come home, I'm forced to just have my eyes glued to the television, essentially, for the next several hours. Every game, I swear, every game is just, it has an awesome atmosphere to it. Uh, The tempo of the game has been fantastic, and most of them have been, uh, you know, back-and-forth seesaw-type battles. And now we're actually starting to see the beginning of the second round in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I talked on an episode last week about how the Boston Bruins, Colorado Avalanche, and Winnipeg Jets had already punched their ticket to the next round after winning their opening postseason series. Well, since then, we've also seen the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Carolina Hurricanes all finish up their opening round series with victories. Putting me off to, uh, tooting my own horn here, putting me off to a pretty solid start to my Stanley Cup playoff bracket. Although, 
I gotta say, uh, I'm starting to get a little worried about my Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights because uh, while they were forced to a Game 7 in that first round series against the Minnesota Wild, that didn't have me feeling all that confident in them. Uh, However, they did manage to go and close it out with a 6-2 win over Minnesota in that Game 7 on Friday night. Matthias Janmark, former Blackhawk, for a couple months this season, most notably recorded a hat trick in that game to lead the Knights over the Wild. You're welcome, Vegas. Hey, we got a good deal for it. It seems like uh, Vegas, you know, is it's a trade that's working out for both sides. You know what? I'm happy for Matias. He came to Chicago to get some more exposure, show everyone he's got a little more offense than what they've seen in the past two seasons. Goes on an incredible run to start the year in Chicago. Scoring goals left and right. Everything just seems to go in. We trade him to Vegas. Now he's helping them out, which makes me happy. I do have Vegas winning it all, as I talked about earlier. And Matias Janmark, I mean, he's just a hardworking guy. And uh, I'm happy, just like Brandon Saad. I know they're not on the same level. Saad was here for a lot longer than um, than Janmark was. But still, you know, you want to see the, the guys all do well when they go to their next team. And for the Blackhawks, they came out with a second and a third round draft pick in that trade. So looks like that's a deal that's working out pretty well for both sides. Um, But then in the opening game of the second round last night against the Colorado Avalanche, holy jumping did the Avs put a hurting on Vegas. 7-1 to final in game one. And all the stars came out to play for Colorado. Nathan McKinnon had that ludicrous goal where... He literally, he's just faster than everyone, except for Connor McDavid. How are you going to stop that guy when you allow him to get full speed through the neutral zone? He literally just walked around those defensemen and just danced Robin Leonard going top shelf. That was a beautiful goal. Um, But Gabriel Landeskog also added two goals. I don't think, uh, I think Rantanen actually did get on the board. I don't have the... Uh, box score in front of me, but I know he had a bunch of points as well. Kale McCarr had a goal. Our guy Brandon Saad scored his fourth goal of the postseason already. He's going on a good playoff run here. Uh, It was ugly all around for Vegas. Not the start to the second round that I was hoping for out of them. I had this matchup correct, Colorado and Vegas. I had both of them winning their first round series, but as some of you may know, uh, I have the Knights taking this one in six games, and for that to happen, they are going to have to make some serious adjustments after getting manhandled last night by a score of 7-1. to one. Then, we also saw the opening round, uh, or the opening game of the second round between the Carolina Hurricanes and Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday as well. Another matchup that I correctly predicted to land in the second round, and Tampa Bay just Kept it rolling, defeating the Canes 2-1 in Carolina to take Game 1. Barkley Goudreau with an ugly game winner in that third period past Alexander Nedeljkovic. Uh, Kind of a toughie there for him. He's been one of the reasons why Carolina was able to uh, grab that top seed in the Discover NHL Central Division this year, but uh, a tough one there for the first-year NHL player in goal. Um, A lot of people... I kind of found this shocking. I mean, I I do understand why, but a lot of people like Carolina to win the cup this season, but I I honestly, I I still think they're they're a little bit of experience away. I, I don't think they're at the level of the Tampa Bay Lightning quite yet. Tampa Bay, I mean, with a with a healthy Steven Stamkos 
and Nikita Kucherov, they can match up against anyone in the NHL. I mean, they won the cup last season without their captain playing the entire way. I mean, this team is very scary when they're 100% healthy, and that's why I took them over the Canes in six games. I just think they're a different type of team when they're fully healthy, and with how they've looked so far in these Stanley Cup playoffs, it's hard to picture someone getting the best of them in a seven-game series. And the team that I do have besting the Lightning in the third round of the playoffs is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who... Oh boy, it's going down in Toronto right now. If you tu- if you tuned into Thursday's episode, then you heard me talk about how uh, I-, I expected Toronto just to kind of wrap that series up in either Game 5 or Game 6. That They won three in a row, two, three, and four to take a 3-1 stranglehold on the series. But ever since then, I mean, the Canadians, they've flashed their desperation and they've used it to their advantage. They've managed to force this thing to a Game 7 tonight. Um, also having me a little nervous because this just it just has the making. It just has the feel of a game that Toronto is going to lose. Like, they've done it so many times in the past. The fan base knows about all the heartbreaks. I'm hoping they get the job done tonight, but it just feels like all the pressure's on them, and there isn't really any for Montreal because most people thought they were already going to be done uh, about a week ago now. So it just feels like a game that Toronto is going to lose once again. Uh, But it should be an incredible atmosphere and an awesome Game 7 between those two Canadian teams later tonight. And then the third second-round series that kicked off. That's out east, where the Boston Bruins defeated the New York Islanders 5-2 in Game 1 on Sunday. I had Boston actually losing that first-round series to the Washington Capitals, which was clearly a big mistake because they're looking damn good right now. I did have the Islanders um, moving on here to the second round, but it looks like they're going to have their hands full in this series because the, the Bruins are playing like a hungry team right now. That top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, they're rolling per usual. Uh, Pasternak just picked up his second career playoff hat trick on Sunday. And then since the addition of Taylor Hall, that offense, they've been able to take it to another level. You know what that top line's gonna gonna give you. I mean, one or you know, one game out of every four or five, maybe it's a low-scoring affair and they don't find their way on the stat sheet, but it seems like every night, at least one of those guys is putting up two points or more. Um, and now that they have Taylor Hall in the second line playing with Craig Smith and David Krejci, that is a lethal top six. And if they keep getting strong play out of Tuka Rask in that, I think that's the key for them. That's why I had Boston losing that series to Washington in the first round. I just felt like... After losing Chara the first year without their captain, he was a big part of the back end. Even at his age, he was still playing a lot of minutes, and I just felt like it was a little too soon for the reins to be thrown on Charlie McAvoy and just have him kind of lead this defense and an older Tuka Rask who, of course, he didn't take part in the playoffs last season for Boston. There was just a bunch of question marks there. We know his regular season numbers have been great throughout his career, but the playoffs have been kind of a little bit of a different story. So I just I just thought there were too many question marks with the Bruins, but they've shut that down real quick. And as I said, if they keep getting strong offensive production from that second line, and really the key is if Tuka Rask can keep it up, then... That just could be the best team out east, and 
the team, in my opinion, most likely to take down the Tampa Bay Lightning at the moment. All right, there are some updates on the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about Lucas Reichel returning to the lineup for Germany today after undergoing tests for a concussion at the World Championships last week. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, billion. And you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just wrapped up talking about some of the recent news out of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Moving on now, I also wanted to get into some of the latest Blackhawks news that we have out of the 2021 IIHF World Championships. Starting with the biggest news from over Memorial Day weekend, which is that Lucas Reichel, the Blackhawks' 2020 first-round pick, returned to the lineup this morning in Team Germany's 2-0 loss to the United States. Reichel took a horrible high hit to the head in a contest last week against uh, Kazakhstan. And at first glance, I mean, the hit didn't look good at all for Reichel. Contact directly to the head, shoulder to the head. Um, He left the game, went back to the locker room, came out for the second period for a couple of shifts, but then didn't play a single minute in the third period of a crucial game, which Germany wound up losing 4-3. to And I talked last week about how if Reichel did suffer a concussion from that hit, which he was officially tested for by G- uh, Team Germany at the tournament, I said if Reichel did suffer a concussion, uh, that would probably be the end of his world championships because the last thing the Blackhawks need to happen is to, is to have a, another top prospect get injured during an international tournament. Um, we never did get the results from that test from Germany. I don't believe anything was announced. At least I didn't see it. So uh, I'm not sure if Reichel, you know, did get officially diagnosed with a concussion or not. But based on him returning less than a week after that incident occurred, I'm going to, you know, go out on a limb here and assume that he did not suffer a concussion from that hit against Kazakhstan, which, of course, just lovely news for the Blackhawks and all of us fans. And this morning, 
even though, uh, as I said, um, Germany wound up losing that game two to nothing. I thought it was an encouraging performance out of Reichel because it was his first game back, but he didn't seem to have any like minute restrictions or anything in his ice time, or he didn't. They didn't hold him back at all. He finished with three shots on goal, played well over 15 minutes for Germany. So again, didn't seem like he was being held back because of the hit or anything, which that's great to see. And now that, you know, it seems like the the 19-year-old's back and fully healthy, I'm hoping that he can start producing offensively like he was when this tournament first kicked off. I believe, uh... He was actually tied for being the leading scorer through the first couple of games, so would definitely love to see more of that out of Lucas Reichel for the remainder of the World Championships for Team Germany. I also wanted to be sure to mention that Dominic Kubelik today had himself another strong performance for the Czech Republic in their 2-1 shootout victory over Denmark. Kubelik scored the game-tying goal near the midway point of the third period, uh, his third goal of the tournament, and then he also recorded eight shots on goal in 24 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time. Yes, this game did go to overtime, but still just a mammoth game in the stat sheet for Kubelik. Well over 20 minutes played. Eight shots on goal in that time frame is just ridiculous. So uh, Kubelik continues to show out for his native country in this tournament, and that now gives him six points, three goals, and three assists in his six games played at the World Championships. The last thing I wanted to be sure to mention is that Max Shalunov, after playing mostly a top-line center role for Team Russia so far, he was actually a healthy scratch today against Team Sweden. Shalonov has yet to record a point in the tournament and has five games played so far. So, can't say, you know, it was too much of a surprise here. I mean, clearly, we know this guy can light it up offensively, and I'm sure Russia and their coaching staff has been expecting far more production out of him up to this point. So, no Shalonov today for Russia, but Nikita Zadorov, of course, did play a top-pairing role once again in this contest this afternoon against Team Sweden, which Russia wound up taking by a score of 3-2 in a shootout. They got a nice little hot streak going, jumping up in the standings. Um, once again, no points for Zadorov. He got off to a hot start with uh, two assists in his first two games played, but since then, uh, he's been held without a point ever since, but still playing, you know, right around 21... 22, 23, sometimes even more, uh, 20, that, that kind of, uh, I'm losing the word here, that kind of, like, grouping, or, that, that's where he's averaging, is 21 to 24, and just being a staple on Russia's top defensive pairing, and, uh, playing some, you know, encouraging hockey, some solid hockey right now on the back end, which certainly, uh, can't further hurt his chances, you know, of being brought back by the Chicago Blackhawks this offseason. Alright, there are the latest Blackhawks updates that I have from the 2021 World Championships. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. But first... I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like salted caramel, 
double chocolate, peanut butter, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up discussing the latest Blackhawks news from the 2021 World Championships. Now, to wrap things up here on Memorial Day, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer on today's show comes from John Showerman, who emailed in the podcast asking, I see the Blackhawks have been signing a lot of players. I thought there was a maximum of 50 contracts, and it feels like we're over that. Well, John, that's the amount, yes, of NHL contracts that the Blackhawks are allowed to have. And at the moment, according to Cap Friendly, which great website, I use it probably every day, honestly, I really do use cap friendly a bunch if you haven't checked it out yet definitely go do so you'll get all the numbers of everyone's contract in the nhl you can check out buyout clauses arbitration stuff all the details and all the contracts you can see all the blackhawks past trades in the last however many years you want to look at it's a really cool website definitely go check out cap friendly if you haven't yet but according to cap friendly that number for the blackhawks sits at 47 out of 50 so actually if they if they wanted to, they would still have three more spots to use before that number of 50 is completely used up. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure which players find themselves on this list and who doesn't. Um, unfortunately, you know, that aspect of Cap Friendly, it, it doesn't exist. They, they don't provide you that unless you go player by player. I don't really want to go clicking through 50 players on Cap Friendly for the Blackhawks. Uh, we can assume, you know, we we know what guys have NHL contracts, but there's a, there's probably a couple in there that uh, could could be a little dicey. Not sure who has what, which who of the 47 is exactly who, who's left out. I don't know, but the Blackhawks they they do have a little bit of room there, but that's definitely something to keep in mind as they move forward this offseason with plenty of tough decisions needing to be made, especially in their forward group. The second question I wanted to answer today on Mailbag Monday actually goes back to a question that I answered last week, but with things uh, transpiring in the last few days across the NHL, we now have a little bit more information on the situation, and no, 
A whole lot more than we did a week ago, at least. The question I'm referring to, of course, was the one from at BillBilly1010 on Twitter that read, What would it take for the Blackhawks to acquire Seth Jones from Columbus? And just a week ago, uh, I mean, this the situation is still uh, all a bunch of hypotheticals, but just a couple days ago, we heard news come out of Columbus that stated Seth Jones officially will hit the free agent market next offseason with just one more year remaining on his contract at four, uh, $5.4 million. And I talked last Monday about how uh, with the way that things were going in Columbus, I would imagine that Jones was going to want out of there, but now we have official news that he's going to hit the market next summer if things do wind up uh, going that far in Columbus. But for the Blackhawks... I mean, if they want to make a move to go and get a guy that can make a difference on the back end right now, you know, I I know Jones' numbers this year overall were pretty bad. He was ranked among the worst defensemen in terms of war. He had a, in for his, for his uh, numbers throughout his career, he definitely had a down year offensively, Um, but I mean, he was on Columbus, you know, that team was a night, a nightmare as a whole this season in literally every area. So, for the Blackhawks, th- this would still, no doubt, require a haul to get a guy with the talent of Seth Jones. Uh, I talked last week, like, I'm trying to think of a deal that would make the most sense. For for Seth Jones, that they're for sure getting a first, maybe even two. Probably, plus a... Uh, so, oh, this is tough. I would say the the haul for Seth Jones, I don't know if we'd get him or maybe someone else as well. Probably no one of noteworthy, just another toss-in. But if I had to guess, I think it would cost the Blackhawks at least one first-round pick, one of their top defenseman prospects, and then probably a player like Dylan Strom or Vinny Henestrosa, something of that level, and then maybe even another first or second-round draft pick. That would be my guess, but... The Blackhawks, here's the situation they find themselves in, guys. It's tough. Yes, they have plenty of defenseman prospects in their system right now. But if they're worried that none of those guys, or also a guy like Connor Murphy, if they're worried that none of those guys that they have right now are ever going to become top-pairing defensemen, then they have to realize, you know... They have to go elsewhere to go and get one of one of those uh, valuable pieces to a team. You either got to go out and get one via trade, or you got to sign one through free agency. And after a down year for Jones in 2021, plus the COVID cap situation, I mean, you're probably not going to find cheaper options. Like, yes, Seth Jones is probably going to get a raise from 5.4 million just because he deserves more than that. But I don't see him getting anywhere above seven. Like, I'd guess somewhere between the six to seven million dollar range, especially because, like I said, he's coming off two years in a row where his numbers, compared to what he's done in the past, they were down a little bit. And also defensively, they haven't been very good. And Columbus as a team hasn't been good at all. So it just seems like the time the Blackhawks got to look in the mirror and think, which route are we going? Are we 100% bought into our young defensemen? Or are they aware that 
we're probably still going to need some help in that department, even with all the young guys we've won out and got in the last couple of years. That's the situation the Blackhawks find themselves in, ladies and gentlemen. But I got to say, I really believe this could be the cheapest possible way for the Blackhawks to go and get a potential top pairing guy in Seth Jones. Like I said, it would be a complete haul, but if the front office feels that this is their best chance to go and get a guy of that caliber, then I really believe they should make a move or at least get in the conversation and see what the price is for a guy like Seth Jones in the next calendar year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, May 31st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.